Now broadcasting on your favorite podcast platform, it's the Maverick Do It Different Podcast with your host, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire. When you want to step up and dare to be different, when you will dare to be great and live up to your fullest potential, when you are ready to dare to be a maverick and live the life of your dreams filled with abundance, passion, and joy, then it's time to listen to me, Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do It Different Podcast. And welcome to this edition of Do It Different Podcast. My name is Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and I'm so happy to have you here. Today, we are going to be interviewing one of my favorite, favorite authors. We actually published a book together, Be a Success Maverick, and you'll see it here. This is available for you with the author, and I want to introduce her right now. She has been, well, we've known each other 10, 12, 13 years, somewhere in that range. Um, We grew up in the real estate game together, if you will. At least I feel that way, although she's been in it even longer than I have. She started investing in rental properties at right after she bought her first home and then started buying investment properties at the age of 23 has been educating, networking, empowering people in the real estate game ever since, is still doing flips and short sales and buy and holds. And her real focus is residential assisted living with her company, Just Like Home. This is someone that you want to pay attention to because she is a mover and shaker. Please welcome Deirdre Vero to our platform here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's such a pleasure. Hi, Paul. Thank you. It's a great intro. I want to meet me. Well, you've got to meet you. Isn't that, isn't that how we always feel? Like when we get inter- introduced, it's like, do I feel, do I do I show up humble? Or do I go, yeah, that's me. Yeah. So it's great to see you. You are all that and then some. And want to ask you a couple key questions. You know, you've had all this success. You've been in real estate for a long time now, and you've had some great success in that, both as an investor and a realtor over the years. And um, what, what things, when did it really change for you? Was it at the age of 23 or was there other plat- plateaus in your world? What really made the difference for you? Um, failure. <laughs> At 23, I guess I was lucky enough to um, get my first home, and I actually bought a house just based on meeting somebody that told me that if you had a mortgage, you got a tax deduction. I came home, figured out numbers, and I figured out, wow, I'm renting for this much now. I could get a mortgage for this much. Let's go buy a house. And it was that simple. Like, I didn't know you could get a tax deduction. I was 23. As soon as I did that, I bought a house. And then I'm like, I kind of like this house ownership thing. And I started buying property with any money I had left over from my business. I actually started in advertising. We owned an advertising agency, my husband and I. And with all our extra money, I bought properties without knowing what I was doing. Um, Years later, we went kind of belly up financially for different reasons. And... um, Mother necessity, I went into real estate full-time at that point. I said, what can I do the quickest way to get out of a million and a half dollars of debt? 
what is the fastest thing? Getting a job, making $100,000 wasn't going to do it. No. Getting a job, making two hundred wasn't going to do it. Like I, I, you know, so I just said, what can I do? And I started doing real estate. I bought my a six family house that I still own and realized, okay, well, rental property, that doesn't make enough money every month. So that's good. But I still need to do something faster. Better. Right. Because you were looking for the cash flow. I needed, I had three kids in college. I had, you know, yeah. 15 to $20,000 a month, not, and right. this much coming in. And so we had to do something and uh, learned everything I could about real estate. Learned everything, took every class, read every book, did educate myself totally. Because when I was buying houses, I didn't, I was, I, I was like, Realtors dream. I paid full price. I brought money to the table because they were appreciating. It didn't bother me. It was accelerated appreciation. I was all good with it. No problem. Now I had to do it without money, without credit, without, and I had to make money on it. Right. So, you know, changed what I was doing. It's, um, it's so interesting that that component of failure and people that are first getting started really building their dream almost discount that as yeah 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 i've heard that but however you and i have a similar story it was the need base it was man we are our back is against the wall and we've got to do this or die that made the difference in in our whole future and everything else that we've created and and that's so key yeah, and you know, Paul, I don't even want to say failure because I never once thought I was a failure or said I failed. It was more like adversity, let's call it. Because I never said to myself, oh my God, what a failure you are. No, I just said, oh my God, I, I need to get out of the hole fast and make money. Like I wasn't concentrated on like, this did not work out. It was more like, what do I have to do now? And um, it's funny, I was in a real estate investment group I started out with a real estate investment group to fast track it and they turned out to be not ethical and uh, took, unfortunately, you know, money I didn't have. But as soon as I found out they were unethical, I was out of there. And now I said, I have to work harder, faster immediately to even recoup the money I gave them. Half my group took to bed. Half my group was so, so depressed they were so upset that they lost money and more like didn't have faith in that these people that were running it felt duped. And I'm like, Oh, well, I don't have any time to be upset. I'm like, you know, now, now I have to recover that money and, you know, make money. So I don't know what you guys are sitting around for. You got to move it. So that's kind of always been my thing in life. Like it's just, you know, I have to think like, yeah. Yeah, you and I have very similar stories, and it is that have to. We we had a cash flow, and it wasn't about, you're right, it wasn't about failure, it was about adversity, it was about a challenge in front of us. It was about a race that, and how I always looked at it, it was a race that I had to win. Mm -hmm. So now it's a matter of, well, what do I need to do to win? I'm, I'm already, the race is about to start, what do I need to do prep, and what do I need to do during the race because right. the race is starting, whether I'm ready or not, the, the gun's going off and got to go. And it's uh, that approach that you have in, in spades that is, you know, 
here's here's what needs to be done. What what is the process? Let me just get into the game and get it done. Yeah, I also feel like there was a lot of things that I learned through other real estate investors that was not your typical, it wasn't typical knowledge. And when I actually implemented some of those things, whether it be a lease option or a rent, a different thing that people hadn't heard of, so many people said, that can't be done. I was like, I just told you I did two of those deals like that. And I realized you don't have to convince people of things they don't know that you're doing. (laughs) I I don't have to tell anybody how I'm doing, what I'm doing. It's just, um, I'm doing it. And I'm telling you, and if you don't, believe it. Okay. That's all right. It's okay. And I just move on. It's not worth time. Really great lesson for people to hear is one is that you say, well, I just happened to learn these techniques. Well, no, you, you heard them and had an ear for them where other people were right next to you and didn't hear it. So you, you were attuned to the lessons that were being put out there and the information that was available and grabbed hold of it. And then the second piece is that you didn't listen to the naysayers mm-hmm. and all the people that said it couldn't be done. You went, I'm going to, I heard this one guy did it. And so I'm going to go do it. And I had the same experience and so many people, almost everything I ever did in real estate, people told me I couldn't do. And I went, and you did it. Fun. Fun. Another, another funny thing that I know you always talk about is just appearing to put yourself out there and ask questions and you seem smart or like the expert when you're asking questions. And funny story, I was in a class to learn about probate, real estate class, and I didn't know anything about it. And I took copious notes because I wanted to implement it the next day, like in my business. And most people were just listening. I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) But I, when they asked for questions, I was the only one raising my hand and I had them all written down because I needed to implement it. I didn't just want to hear what he had to say. And I looked around the room, nobody had any questions. So I kept asking, I kept asking. Um, at a lunch break, a guy comes up to me and said, I really need to know you. I just sold a company, I have $4 million. I don't know what to do with that. And you're the smartest person in the room. I'm like, I know nothing. I. I'm, I don't know anything about the subject. That's why I'm asking so many questions. I'm learning. I don't, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just, and he's like, oh no, but you're asking questions. And I, I laughed and I said, I, I, everybody else might know everything. That's why they're not asking questions. I don't know anything. And he perceived that as me knowing stuff and he became my private money manager. Wow. Yeah, really good. It's good so funny. Ask the questions. Yeah, I remember I took real, my realtor course and did the same thing. I was the one asking all the questions because I was already in the game. Everybody else is just taking the real estate going, yeah, this is new to me. I was already playing it. And then I went for my real estate license and went, did the same thing. Um, Excuse me. But in that case, would this apply? Because we were in the game. We were applying the information. Yes. And also just being in the front of the room, speaking, even if you're just introducing somebody or having a book, gives you a lot of credibility. Um, people don't know how you got to the front of the room. People don't know how you wrote a book. Just the fact that you have one, just the fact that you're standing there, they think is amazing. And that, you know, brings you, it brings you business and credibility and it's fun. 
Yeah, you were uh, a, a little known fact is you were also the owner of one of the real estate investment associations in your local area. And you did that for several years as well. And then you uh, you moved it on and sold it, and which was great, great positioning. And uh, But that really served you well for many years as well. Well, I actually did that business. Uh, it was a real, real estate investor association to learn more than I knew and to be around like-minded people. Um, it, it wasn't a very um, business itself. I didn't make very... Uh, profitable as a business, but I profit in so many other ways. The people I met, the deals that we struck there, and just the knowledge I learned from there was was key. So you don't always profit from the thing you're going, thinking you're going to profit from, but you get um, benefits in other ways. Yeah. And I would say it, it, it in looking at that, it's really similar to having being in a book and being a bestseller. And like the book that we wrote is that it's not about the book making you money. It's a marketing tool. Right. And owning the club was a marketing tool for everything else that you were doing that positioned you, that postured you, uh, that really made a difference with all your other um, opportunities in your world. So yes. and I used to give the book out at the club. I had the books there at the club and people were just, you know, very impressed that, um, you know, I don't know, half the people probably read it half did, but they're impressed that you're in a book that, yep. you know, it's, it's fun. It was really fun. Um, and I have to say just being in the, on um, being in the position of the person that had to bring it was bringing in the speakers when my group wanted to hear about residential, wanted to hear about assisted living I was not interested because to me, it just seemed like a big money raise syndication deal. And I was not, that was not where I wanted to be, but in figuring out and, and sussing out people to speak, I found the residential assisted living people out in Arizona and it really spoke to my heart, brought them in, jumped out there two weeks later. And now that's what I'm doing. I'm, you know, doing residential assisted living and I love it. And I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I didn't do all the background work to find the speaker. So even though, you know, it wasn't profitable in one way and it was so time consuming in another way, it, you know, changed everything. Gave me a lot of opportunity, tons of opportunity. No, no question. You know, lots of people have gone through and I, I want to ask the, it's almost the same question, but from a slightly different angle. And that is, that the adversity created the opportunities for you, created the drive for you. Mm -hmm. However, we both know people that face adversity all the time and it doesn't have the same impact. It doesn't have the same effect and it doesn't create the same result. What makes you different? Hmm. I think I, I, I want to live a really great life and you know, I love to have fun. <laughs> um, also, at the time, um, my children were in school. My daughter was going to England um, through NYU. And it was at the time that the British pound was at its highest when we had to pay. And I was like... Like double. Yeah. And she said, Mom, I don't have to go. And I said, of course you have to go. I'm going to make it happen. And... I just, I wanted them to have the opportunities that, you know, I wanted them to have the opportunities. So 
I think my love for life and my love for wanting adventure and fun, it's not so much fun being broke and not being able to pay your bills. So I think it's, you know, I'm not sure. I just don't see, I don't see things as that tough to get over, I guess. Is that having, I mean, everything that you described was having a strong desire, a strong why, and a great vision. And, and it, it feels like it's the combination of those three that really makes the difference. And if you're missing, you don't have a strong why, or you don't have a strong vision and a purpose for waking up in the morning, you don't create it. And when you do, everything falls into place. Yeah, you know what I thought? I was looking for my why for a long time. And, you know, everybody could say my wives, my family, my kids. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, that's, you know, that's your why. My why is really, I love to have fun. It's seriously that simple. Like, I love to have fun. And it's, it's not as easy to have fun when you're worried if you can't pay the rent. But, and I'll tell you a funny story. So when I lost all my um, money and was working really you know around the clock to regain change my career and do everything i found so many free ways to have fun like i usher now at the palace theater in stanford i figured out how to see all the shows i want for free all the comedy shows all the you know shows and i'm like oh i could usher and i found out all these free ways to have fun can i tell you people are upset with me for having fun there were people in my family that were not my kids, I mean, but other members said, you should not be having fun. You're in debt. Like, you should be just working 20 hours a day. And I said, listen, I am going to have fun. And I'm going to work. And I'm going to get myself out of debt. But I am not going to not have fun for years while I'm getting out of debt. Because that's how long it took me. It took me seven years. And I said, I'm still going to enjoy my life and have fun. So I think it has to do with a lot about attitude. Because, you know, I had to find free fun. I couldn't be at, like, all the Broadway shows and, you know, everything I was doing before. But now I could be at shows. I could just usher them. And, you know, you have to, I found free fun. But it still was, it still was the vision that you were going to create this life, whether it was with money or that the money would come, only you were still going to start the life today. And you had this vision and this passion to have that life now. Yes. Yes. And, and so an urgency factor, because I'm always, it's fascinating to me. And I, I interview a ton of just amazing people like yourself and, and fascinating the difference because I hear the stories and I'm like, well, I know this guy down the block that had the same experience you did. And yet hey, he lost his house, lost his family, doesn't talk to his kids, uh, is an alcoholic. Well, how, how did he end up there and you ended up in here? What makes the difference in the human condition? And man, it, it's that it's that passion and purpose. It's knowing your why and having a great vision. And every time I ask the question, a vision comes out and it gets expressed like you were talking about of, well, this is who I am. This is the life I was meant to have. And I just need to put things in place to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And you did it. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. I now you wrote your chapter in the book. This got driven the bestseller. It is available everywhere. 
and we've got it. The link is right here in uh, in the description, so you can go grab your chat, grab your book. And in the book, what's the big takeaway? Someone reads your chapter, reads the book. What's the big takeaway that you would have them walk away with? Well, you know, I wrote that a few years ago, so my chapter would be totally different now um, because my life is different. But at the moment I wrote that, the big takeaway was um, you can lose everything financially, but you can also, it's money. You can gain it back. And you just have to realize that it's just money, like money you could get back if you lose a family member can't get them back right so money is not the biggest disaster to lose it's you right. can make money again so just you know keep keep the faith keep your eye on the ball keep your eye on what you want to do and keep focused and realize that uh you will you will come out of that if that's what you want it took me seven years to pay all the debt back but also in that time i bought a few houses bought a new house for myself went on a lot of vacations so i was you know, paying everybody back on a schedule that I came up with, but I was not going to go nowhere for seven years, and do nothing. Like, so I, you know, was able to still have my life while I was getting out of debt. Right. Yeah. I would, uh, I would say you live life and you live life at its fullest, even while you were in process, which is the testament to who you are. And that's really the story. It's not about how long it took you to pay it back. It's like you didn't wait. Yeah. What's next for you? Oh, my gosh. So I love my residential system living. I love seniors. I don't know. I just love see, I'm making small homes, kind of like group homes for seniors and memory care issues. And I, I love them. I love my seniors. I love the, the caregivers. I love the concept. I love how the families love it. It is a very time-consuming business, but I love it. Um, I have entertainment there every day, so sometimes I just go up and sing with the singers and dance with them. I love it. It's so much fun for me. Um, and it's such a needed thing. It's just not a big thing here in Connecticut, and I'm looking to expand that because now this is really, this like speaks to my heart because i I like to do things like it's great to flip houses because it's great money and it's fun, but I could say I'm improving the community and I am, but they, it's not really why I'm doing it. Like short sales, I feel like I'm helping people and I negotiate short sales out of their trouble. They're so happy. I feel like people are so thrilled to be, find a small home and, and I feel like I'm a little like social worker at heart. So I like to combine making money with right. being able to help people. And uh, so that's been fun for me. So that's, I want to do a lot more of that. Awesome. Yeah. It's so amazing when you can find the thing that connects with your passion, that you really pulls at your heartstrings that you'll want to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Awesome. Lightning round now, lightning round. We've got some questions for you so that people can get to know you just a little bit better. What is your favorite book that you would recommend? Oh, if it could be non-business, I'm going to say Educated by Tara Westover, because that's a woman who went through, and she's very young, like 35 right now, as a memoir, and she went through this crazy family, crazy struggle, and she's amazing. Like, it's just, I read it in two nights, like I couldn't go to sleep. I was glued. Educated. Oh, awesome. uh, favorite movie? Oh, 
It still has to be the classic to serve with love about class struggle. Aww. And anything set in England. I love everything about England. I love that movie. Haven't seen that movie in forever. I love that movie. Had a big effect on me when I was a kid. I love that movie. Uh, favorite singer band? Oh, my God. I'm a child of 70s. I'm going to say Aerosmith, Queen, anything that gets, like, rock. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> 70s rock that gets you pumping. I love it. And biggest passion? Oh my God, my kids, my grandkids. Oh my gosh, my friends, people. People are my biggest passion. My That's biggest awesome. passion. My biggest, yes. Yeah. yeah. People, connection, family. People, you connection, family. Combine them with being on vacation. Vacationing with all your family and friends. That is my favorite thing to do. That's what I make sure I do many times a year. That's my favorite thing to do. Everyone, you now know everything you want to know or need to know about Deirdre to be her best asbestos. That's it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And what a great pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the, um, this is the podcast that you want to listen to. You want to understand how to do it different and how people that have done it different really think. Any final words of wisdom for the listeners that we have all around the world? Well, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. And um, a big part, I think, of uh, my success thus far has been coaching with you and your group. Um, having that constant coaching, being able to ask questions, having an accountability partner um, has been invaluable. It's really been awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. We've built just an amazing community and I couldn't do it alone. And we've just got some great people here and you've been a major part of that for years now and really, uh, really love and honor you for being part of that. And, and watching, just watching the people from where they start to where they are now. It's How exciting is that? Amazing. It's amazing. So it's pretty fun. Thank you so much. We've run out of time. We absolutely, you want to get in touch with Deirdre. This is the place to go. You've got all the description, all the link right here in the description. And you want to get a copy of the book. You want to follow it there as well. And you can buy the book right there directly from us. And we'll be able to uh, take care of you there. And again, this is Paul Fink, Deirdre Vervo. Thank you so much. Paul Fink, the Millionaire. This is the podcast you want to listen to, Do It Different, where we dare to do it different every single time and bring you the best of the best. Till next time, everyone. Thanks for listening to Paul Fink, That's Me, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Maverick Do It Different podcast. You can listen to us anytime, 24-7, on your podcast listening platform of choice. Introduce us to your friends. Give us five-star rating and subscribe. And share us across all your social media platforms to anyone that could really utilize this message right now. Till next time, everyone.